Hey y'all, welcome back to Basically Famous. This is Shelby, and today I am joined by one of my very best friends, the newly minted Melody Shaneman. Um, and we decided to have Melody on to help us talk through a fun adulting topic that we all love so much, finances. Money, accounting, taxes, 401k, benefits, insurance, all the things that are just like awkward conversations to have with a boss or a prospective employer um, and just really stressful as an individual. And Tyler and I had talked through having like an adulting 101 series to talk through a variety of topics. Um, one of those being finances and accounting. So we have Melody on today to help us talk through some of that. So welcome Melody, super stoked to have you. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Okay, so let's just jump right in with what seems like an overly basic but very essential question. Why is it important to understand what happens and what to do with your money and taxes? Um, so I think probably just at a very basic level is because your money is going to work for you. At the end of the day, that's the goal of having money and investing and knowing what your finances are doing. And so if you don't know what's happening with it, with your money and where it's going to taxes, then you can't make it work for you. That's awesome. It would probably help, and I realized in hindsight, if we gave some of Melody's credentials as to why she can talk about this so successfully. Um, so Melody is an accountant at EY, which is one of the big four accounting firms in the country. Um, she lives in the Dallas area. And while she is not my personal accountant, <laughs> since she works for EY, she was one of my college roommates. And um, I have known her through her PPA program and her CPA certification. And as she's um, developed her professional career at EY. So she knows what she's talking about. I promise she has the degrees to prove it. I don't know that I know everything, but <laughs> you know more than I do. So I know enough to be dangerous. That's right. That's, that's all you need. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things to say. Um, so let's see what items like documents or receipts or different things should we consider holding on to in case we're ever audited? Um, so I'm going to let you guys in on a secret. I'm a bad CPA and I'm really bad at keeping up with my own documentation. <laughs> um, but I think that a good rule of thumb would be if it's something that you need to put in when you're filing your tax return, whether like you have an accountant that you give it to or if like TurboTax asks for it, you should probably keep that either filed on your computer somewhere or like hang on to it because that's what's going to back you up if the IRS ever comes back on you. Awesome. Um, so I feel like we probably talked about this on and off at various points in college um, as I was in the process of trying to figure out getting a credit card and graduating and becoming this working professional, apparently. Um, but from your perspective, what would you say is the best time to get a credit card? And if someone's new to having a credit card and trying to just build their credit, what is the best practice for using it? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and I am of the opinion that you should get a credit card as soon as possible um, for a couple of reasons. And so before I get into those reasons, I will caveat that with when you get a credit card, you have to be disciplined with it. And so you shouldn't be using it to buy things that you don't have money for. You should be using it like it's cash. Like if you're just like you use a debit card. If you're swiping it, you're swiping because you know you have money in the account to be able to cover that purchase. Um, so that's the caveat that I'll give. But credit cards are really great because, first of all, they're the safest way to spend money. So if you spend, like if you use your credit card on something and there's fraud or let's say one time I ordered some shoes from China, we've all done it. <laughs> and they came in the mail and I, it was like this really, it was pictured this really cute pair of sandals and they came in the mail and it was like a pair of plastic flip-flops, like no lie, plastic flip-flops that were very clearly used. <laughs> and I was like, no, and it was like, four, I feel like $30, $40 on them. And so I emailed the company, of course, and said, y'all sent me the wrong thing. And if you've ever emailed a Chinese company like that after an order, they argue with you. And um, so finally, I just put in with my credit card and I said, hey, they didn't deliver the product that they said they were going to, and my credit card dealt with it, and I got the money back for it. Whereas if I had have paid with like a debit card, for example, a bank won't do the same thing because the cash is already out the door. So that's one really good thing is that your credit card company protects you and will go to bat for you if there's a fraudulent purchase made. Um, another really good thing about credit cards is that it starts to build up your credit score. So if you are using it like cash and paying off your full balance every single month, then that will only help your credit score because it'll show that you are, not only do you have credit available, you're utilizing it, but you're also paying it off. So that's just, it's not, it's not necessarily as strong of a player as say like a car loan, but it is really helpful because you at least have something when you go out to buy your first car or your first house. Um, you have something there to show them that you have a history. Um, and then the last reason that it's really great is credit card points. Um, and <laughs> so every time different credit cards have different benefits, you know, you can get Southwest miles or whatever point system but they basically pay you to pay with their card. And so like, and then you get to use those for other things. And like an example of that, of how you can use it, my um, husband and I paid for our entire honeymoon using credit card points. I'm talking flights, we went to Jamaica. So we went, we paid for our flights with credit card points. We paid for our all-inclusive resort with credit card points. We paid for our excursions with credit card points, everything. The cash that we spent was on like extra things we wanted or like tips or whatever. So we probably spent maybe $200 on a 10-day trip to Jamaica um, because of credit card points. So I'll stop there. Obviously yeah. a little passionate about that. <laughs> That, that's hard to beat. I know um, 
I, there are obviously a bunch of different options um, for credit cards, and this isn't necessarily an ad for one or the other, but my first one was a Discover, right? And they have like a student option that doesn't have a fee. Um, I think they have a cash back match through the first year, um, which was really nice. Um, so all the money that I had spent on the card, the cash back that I received within those purchases, which I think is 1%, they matched all of that. So I essentially got double um, and I did pay my whole credit card statement off yesterday, which was really nice because I had been just shipping away at it until my bonus came from work. Um, but there are, I think, a lot of really strong resources online to help you figure out what really works for you. Um, and if you're someone who loves to travel, right, finding one that has like good travel uh, perks or something with like Southwest. And I think Mark has like a world with Hyatt. Um, so just okay. researching that some more and finding people that you know that you know have a card to figure out what they've used and what they've liked and disliked about them to hear firsthand is really big. Um, so speaking of your honeymoon and your husband, um, so you recently got married and uh, one of the things uh, of our larger listening audience, right, is like young adults, maybe people figuring out relationships and next steps and stuff like that. Um, so what is maybe your professional and also personal advice, if those are different things, um, about looking to combine finances and all of those fun conversations that you get to have when you get to the point of deciding to move in with someone and or to marry them? Yeah, so um, in full disclosure, we have not gotten around to joining our bank account yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's we're just we're trying to get my name changed first, um, so that we can we don't have to do that again with a bank account. But but I think obviously you know three weeks into marriage here, I'm a professional, but. <laughs> I think maybe, probably the biggest advice that I would have is that we've talked about finances our entire relationship. Like, I knew on date number one that he was debt-free, um, which is, like, weird, a weird thing to talk about on a first date. But <laughs> I, don't, I, think, I don't think that you should have surprises when it comes to finances, and you should kind of understand, like, how if your budgeting style is similar and how are we going to budget and then also setting goals because once you get married and even you know when you're not married but looking at getting married you kind of like it's not just your money anymore it's like our money and so what are our long-term goals here and how are we going to spend our money and budget our money and save our money in a way that will support those goals um, is a really big thing just because you don't want to like I don't know if my goal was to one day like buy a yacht and his goal is something else we can't work towards both goals <laughs> well you can work towards both goals but if we don't know each other's goals we'd just be working against each other's goals um, so that's probably one of the best things I have and then starting to look at it as your money early on. Like if you're in a serious dating relationship, don't make it, well, he should have to pay for this. Make it, we're paying for this, you know? Because at the end of the day, if I bought it or if he bought it, 
now that we're married, we both spent that money. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Are there any resources that you have looked at as an individual trying to set up um, your finances or that you guys looked at as a married couple or prepping for marriage that you would recommend to people? Um, so we did like premarital counseling through our church. We went through a program called Merge, which if you're from Texas, you're probably familiar. Um, and they did a whole like budget course on it. And so both of us were kind of like, well, I've already set up that budget. But as far as finances go, um, we really like a podcast and I think they have a YouTube channel also called The Money Guys. Um, and it's a podcast very specifically aimed at young, young adults um, to give finance tips. And basically their end goal is for everybody that's like in their 20s or 30s now to become like rich by the time you retire. So we really like Money Guys. Awesome. Other than listening to this podcast, which I'm definitely going to have to check out, what would you encourage college students and young adults to do to set themselves up for financial success? Um, I think starting to save or invest your money as soon as possible is a huge thing. Um, because when you think about like compound interest, it just gets bigger and bigger over time. And the longer you go, the bigger it gets. And so if you start now, even if it's just a little bit of money, it's still going to grow on itself versus if you just sit around and wait for 10 years, you'll be even farther behind because your money hasn't been growing itself. It's also good to just get in a habit early on of saving so that you're used to it and you know, yep, I've got to start my 401k or whatever. <laughs> yes, I have been trying to invest in my 401k and it started as early as I could. And I like the number that I see in it because I tell people that I'm going to retire at 55 and forget everyone. Like I'm going to remove, I'm going to move to Italy. You're never going to hear me hear from me you're never going to see me again and so i'm like i want to up that uh 401k contribution i want to up my roth ira contribution so i can get out of here yeah and i think like a big part of that too is just knowing like different resources available to you um, especially with your job so a lot of companies will like match your 401k contributions and that's free money. Like they'll say, if you put in, we'll match 25% of your contribution up to 15% or something like they'll do a match of it. Or like some companies will, if you invest, like if you put money in your HSA, they'll match that and like take it, learn what the, learn what your company offers, like learn what your benefits are and take advantage of them. Because if you don't, that's free money that you're just letting go to waste. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of segues into one of the other questions of what question, uh, what questions should we ask a potential employer to help understand the benefits they might offer? Um, so 
I know beyond a 401k, there's also a health state. Sometimes there's a health savings account or an HSA. Um, and you guys have, I wouldn't call it an uncommon approach, but you approach yours differently than I've approached mine. So I'd love for you to talk about that one specifically beyond just other questions to ask an employer. Yeah, so starting with the HSA, HSAs are actually a really unique investment vehicle, and a lot of people don't know this. Um, so if you aren't familiar with an HSA, it's a health savings account, and certain types of health, uh, like your certain types of healthcare insurance, will offer an HSA where you get money taken out of your paycheck pre-tax. And there's a limit every year of how much you can put into your HSA. Um, and then that money sits in this account and that account is um, supposed, the use of it is for medical expenses. So like if there's a lot that you can cover with your HSA, like if you're getting a prescription, you can cover that, a doctor's visit, things like that can be covered with your HSA. What a lot of people don't know is that you can actually invest the money in your HSA so that it's not just sitting there doing nothing. It's growing. And you can take, once you turn 65, you can take HSA funds out for anything. It doesn't just have to be medical expenses. And when you take it out, it's also tax-free. So both on the investment income, so if you get dividends or growth, whatever the investment growth is on your money in the HSA, you don't pay capital gains tax on that, and you don't pay income tax on it when you pull it out, like other investment vehicles. So our Mark and I's approach to it um, is to max it out every year and invest it. And if we had some kind of big medical expense, it's there and we can like uninvest it and we can spend it on that. But right now we're healthy, we're young, we don't have a lot of medical expenses. So it makes more sense just to use it as an investment vehicle and pay for any of those like one-off expenses like a prescription or a doctor's visit out of pocket. Yeah, I went to change my stuff on the HSA after we talked about this, which I think we talked about it after your rehearsal dinner. So. We're clearly really wild, turning it up all the time. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think, I think you have to set, there was something that I like did wrong. So I'm gonna have to go back and look at it again or read up on it. But um, I I use my HSA to pay for my contacts every year. Um, I use it to pay for my dentist if anything comes up. So it's, it's nice to have that. Um, and and know that that can fall back on for any larger medical expenses, like you were saying, um, should they come up. Yeah, it is really, it's a good security blanket too, if something happens, but um, I'm not like a super expert on this, but the money guys, I swear I'm not um, like, I'm not compensated by them at all. Or like, <laughs> it's not paid advertising. I do, we just listen to them a lot. They have a lot of different segments on the HSA investing if you want to get more into it like like we have. <laughs> Maybe Basically Famous could collaborate with them and it could become a paid plug. I'm about it. We'll, I'll send them the link to this podcast. I'll email it. Yes, <laughs> please. Please. As 
one of our most faithful subscribers. That would be so great. <laughs> um, all right. So to wrap up here, um, we'll ask our blanket question that we ask every guest, and this doesn't have to be money or like accounting related, but if you could have a billboard, what would you want it to say? Um, so when, like, I knew this was coming because it's on every show <laughs> and I don't know that I need a billboard, but I was like, what would I put on a billboard? Um, Let's see. Maybe pictures of my dogs. I knew that was going to be your answer. They, <laughs> they are really cute. Um, and they would brighten anybody's day. Like, imagine just driving down the road or really any cute dog. And seeing, like, I want you to get dog. an electronic one so it can be just, like, videos of them, like, chasing each other or playing fetch or just not just, like, still yes. shots. Like dog videos, I think would be really good on a billboard with like positive messages, you know, with like be happy or choose joy today or something like that. Because there's a lot of like sad, angry things in our world. And I think people should just be happier. I think Gus and Duke would concur. Even if it's not them, just like cute puppies. <laughs> We're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> but awesome well mel thanks so much for helping us answer some of our money questions um and if you're listening and trying to figure out you know you're about to graduate or heading into college or a job and you're like this is all whack i am super stressful i promise that you'll figure it out Please don't be afraid to ask questions of the people that you know and trust or that you're headed into work with um, because they didn't know any more than you did, even if they act like they did. Um, we didn't know anything either, and we have made it this far. We are both homeowners. One of us is happily married with dogs, and the <laughs> other one of us has more books than she knows what to do with. So we're living our best lives in our own way. Yeah, we really are. Um, if it makes the viewership feel better, I didn't know you could invest in HSA until like six months ago. So squandered away two years of HSA funds, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Mel. And I can't wait to see you in person. And thank you guys for tuning into Basically Famous. And we hope that you'll join us next time. <laughs>